Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I'd like to offer some reflections today on this line from St. Paul, which I hope can help us as Catholics to discern how we can guard our souls. I think in particular, many Catholics have questions about especially what types of media are appropriate to consume. And I think this is particularly true with parents who are trying to raise their children in a culture that is pure, permeated by almost every kind of impurity. And so to start, you know, I, I want to make this point very clear. As Catholics, as Christians, we shape our being. We have to understand, we shape our being according to the good and the true, and the beautiful. As we expose ourselves to the beautiful, and the true, and the good, as St. Paul describes, whatever is true, and honorable, etc., by, for example, interacting with virtuous, holy men and women, by seeing beautiful, sacred art, by listening to beautiful music, by spending time in nature. Our being becomes shaped. It becomes oriented to what is good and true and beautiful. And when our soul is formed and when it's shaped in, in this way, we begin to desire more and more the right things. We begin to desire the good and the true and the beautiful. And we begin to lose desire for what is ugly and distorted and impure. We might think, for example, wow, I can't believe I used to watch that show. <laughs> when people, this happens when people have a profound conversion experience. When people meet Jesus Christ. When they encounter him. That thing, all of a sudden, or those things that were immoral, that they used to desire are no longer attractive to them. Because their soul has been shaped, it's been formed, it's been touched by the light of Jesus Christ, who is the good, who is truth itself, and who is beauty itself. This, I think, is really important to know when it comes to raising children. If we allow our children to experience the good and the true and the beautiful, if we allow them to ex experience the beauty of a good home life, the truth of Mother Church and her teachings, and to discover, for example, the goodness of the saints, when they grow into their teen years, they're not going to fall as easily into immoral situations or behaviors. Or if they do, at least they'll be equipped to know how to deal with it. 
Another theme I, I want to speak about, which St. Paul highlights today, is the need to protect our own innocence and purity. The purity of our souls. There's a beautiful story I heard about Joseph Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI. He was asked once, have you ever seen a rated R movie? And Joseph Ratzinger didn't understand um, the categorization of that because this was before, or this was after his time, rather. This is after his time. And so he just, he just responded in a beautiful, very sim simple way. Well, can children watch these movies? And they said, well, no, uh, children don't normally watch rated R movies. And Pope Benedict replied, well, then I won't watch them either. I tell that story because here is a man who is one of the most spiritually and intellectually mature individuals of our age. And yet he sees himself as a child of God. And he, he, he understands that there are limits to what we should expose our souls to. And that we should in fact prefer innocence and purity. We should prefer that. And this, this, of course, this comes from Jesus himself, who says, Do not throw your pearls before the swine. The pearl is our soul. We don't want to throw it down in the presence of sultry entertainment. So this is, here's some spiritual advice you can take to the bank, I think. When in doubt, err on the side of innocence. When in doubt, err on the side of innocence and purity. We don't have to watch television. We don't have to consume social media to be a saint. All we need is Christ. The counter-argument to this might go something like this. Well, if you always favor innocence and purity, then when it comes, you know, when it comes to the type of entertainment you consume or whatever, you'll be naive. You won't understand the complexities of sexuality and evil and suffering. But in response to that, I would just say, look at people like Joseph Ratzinger and Pope St. John Paul II, who guarded his soul in a similar way. When you read their writings, when you understand their life, tell me that these are not people who grappled with the deepest, most complex and profound aspects of human relationships and life and love and human sexuality. Tell me that they didn't understand the human condition better than most. Part of the problem here, I think, is this. Many people have a mistaken view or have lost a sense of what it means to be human. What do I mean? To be human 
does not mean to sin. I'm going to say that again. To be human does not mean to sin. Adam and Eve were created without sin. And Jesus Christ, the new Adam, was fully human and fully divine. In all, he was like us in all things, we're told, but sin. In all things but sin. That but sin part is what it means, or is what makes him fully human. And Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven belongs to the childlike. Notice he didn't say the childish or the naive. He said the childlike. We're called to be childlike. To safeguard our purity and innocence. And therefore, to safeguard our real human dignity. Not to be naive and immature. To be human. A good rule of thumb, I think, when discerning, when deciding what types of media to, to read or to watch, is to look at St. Paul's list of fruits in Galatians. And uh, to ask yourself, will this book or movie or TV show or whatever make me more loving, more joyful, more patient, more kind, more gentle, more peaceful? That's a good rule of thumb, I think. Will it make me more holy to engage in this activity or not? Will it contribute to my holiness? Another caveat, you know, worth noting is this. What makes a form of art um, Catholic is not necessarily that it explicitly mentions the name of Jesus. What makes it Catholic is that it, it is the medium itself that, that transmits eternal truths. Does it transmit eternal truths or not? Think of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Does it ever mention the name of Jesus once? No. Is it thoroughly Catholic? Yes. Because the themes in it of self-sacrifice and of self-sacrificial love, of perseverance to the very end, of you know, virtue and honor and valor and courage, this, these are eternal truths. This stirs something in us when we read it, because we were created in God's image. And these eternal truths speak to the deepest desires of our human hearts. A final, um, final note today. I think a lot of people have questions about violence and sexuality in literature, in movies, in all forms of media. How do we determine what's acceptable and, and unacceptable? There's, there's a lot we could say here, especially in regards to um, human sexuality in light of Pope John Paul II's incredible teachings of the theology of the body and the purpose of sexuality. But that's outside the scope of today's homily. So I'll simply offer a principle um, that G.K. Chesterton put forward. This is really interesting. Someone once asked G.K. Chesterton, who was a, uh, a novelist, an author, 
He actually wrote many murder mysteries. He said he, he murdered thousands of people in his lifetime, but he did so with a pen, not, not in real life. And so someone asked him once about the permissibility of reading murder mysteries, which contain a lot of violence. Um, how can you say, G.K. Chesterton, that it's okay to read those and at the same time claim that you know, trashy romance novels are not, uh, not acceptable? And G.K. Chesterton responded with this distinction. When people read or see on, a on TV violence, they're not immediately triggered to sin. They're not immediately um, tempted to go out and murder somebody, for example. But when you read or you, when you see a scene of nudity and sexuality in a sexual way, you're immediately triggered to sin, to lust. And it's especially grievous when you encounter this on, on the screen um, in a movie or a TV show or, or something, or video game. Well, I should say not a video game, a, a movie or a TV show. Because it involves real people committing real sin. And you're participating even remotely in that sinful behavior. So graphic nudity of a sexual nature I wouldn't really say is, is never appropriate to watch. Never appropriate to watch. And I think we should be really prudent when it comes to you know, seeing gratuitous violence. Because remember, we're formed and we're shaped. Our souls are formed and shaped by what we expose our souls to. Either for the good, as St. Paul describes, or for the worse. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Then the God of peace will be with you. 